Hi, this is Jonah Trebowasser, and welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary. Each week, we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People applying Rotary's motto of service above self. And today, my very special guest is Rotarian Christine Sotmary, Executive Director of Caregiver Access. And we're going to talk about care for caregivers and what caregivers need to know. Christine, good morning, and welcome to Radio Rotary. Good morning. Thank you. Well, I guess we should define uh, what we're talking about before we get into uh, giving advice or or offering uh, assistance. What do we mean by a caregiver? Uh, There are many definitions of caregivers. What most people think of is the primary caregiver, and that's the person actually living in the home with someone who's either sick or frail or able, disabled or elderly. And that would be the person probably who has the most pressure. But then right next door are all the relatives that are worried about not only the care recipient or the patient, but they're also worried about this primary caregiver. So it might be the daughter worried about the mom taking care of the dad. So there are secondary caregivers as well. And so those people also have about 80% of the stress of the caregiving relationship. Is is there a breakdown by gender? Is it mostly... uh women taking care of men or men taking care of women or is it 50 50 it's mostly women taking care of everybody oh tell us about that (laughs) uh women just fall into that role if there are brothers and sisters in a family it'll go to the sister in the family uh the brothers might do certain jobs and certain tasks, but the primary caregiving usually goes to the female, so uh-huh. either the wife. Uh, but what's happening now, which is changing that, is that um, Alzheimer's has entered big time into the um, equation, and it's mostly women who get Alzheimer's. So now we have a choice of maybe the husband taking care of the wife who has Alzheimer's, or you might have a son taking care of a mom. So now you're starting to see more male caregivers. This increase in Alzheimer's, I've seen two different theories. I don't know which one you share. Perhaps it's both true. That Number one, the baby boomers, people my age, post-war babies, are getting into the Social Security age mm-hmm. bracket, and, and some of them are starting to succumb to Alzheimer's and dementia. Or the fact that we're living longer because of improved health care with heart disease and other things that would take people early on before Alzheimer's sets in. Is this mm-hmm. why we have seeing an increase in Alzheimer's, those two issues? For both, both issues, yeah, because if you have the most people who are getting Alzheimer's who are over 85, that right. speaks to what you said about living longer. Right. But then having, I think it's 10,000 baby boomers a day are turning 65, that also greatly increases. My husband had Alzheimer's, and he had early onset, what they uh, call early onset, and that he was 61. Yeah. So he wouldn't fit into any of those categories. But, but the fact that the baby boomers are now, even at a younger age, starting to see you know friends and cousins uh, having Alzheimer's, that's, that's much younger than, than before. And without... You know, getting too personal, is this what got you interested, is uh, helping to care for your husband that got you interested in in caring for caregivers? Yeah, it was both. I I took care of my grandmother as well for three years. She had colon cancer. And that really made me, in retrospect, look back and say I had not even called myself a caregiver during those three years. I just thought I was my grandmother's granddaughter doing what you're supposed to do in a family and all the stress and the going to the hospital late into the night and all the emergencies and everything that was all up to me so then when I also took care of my husband for eight years that's when I started to realize oh there's a real role here that I'm playing I didn't have much help my whole family was on the west coast so then after that my husband died four years ago 
after that whole journey ended, that's when I realized that the family caregivers really need much more support than they're getting right now. You know, I'm willing to bet there are people at home right now listening to Hudson Valley Talk Radio, uh, and they feel that they're confined to home because they are caregivers. They're they're 24-hour a day, seven-day-a-week nurses. Uh, they're doing the bathing, the sponge bathing, the mm-hmm. giving the medications, trying to get some time out to shop, and not giving any time to their cells. Um, and they may think they're alone. They're the only ones doing That's this, right. and there's no help out there. Right. So, uh, Carol, I'm sorry, Christine Sotmary, uh, Executive Director of Caregiver Access and a Rotarian, tell those folks at home what kind of services and help are available to them. Yeah. What uh, Caregiver Access has done, which is basically a project I've been working on all summer, is that we've assembled all the information that caregivers need on this one website, including all the programs that people can take advantage of to find out what's available to them. There's a new program. uh, uh, Putnam Ridge has an adult daycare, and there's also the Margulies Center that's adult daycare. Most caregivers don't even know that there are these centers for adults that you can bring someone, even in the earlier stages of dementia, you can bring them to these daycare centers and basically then get your shopping done and get your hair done and maybe get a little rest and listen to the radio. <clears throat> and, visit with friends. Yeah, and do all the things. That's it's, called respite. And people don't realize that they need yeah. respite and also that it's available. So I link people to all the things that are available. And it's sort of like the child daycare where, you know, if you've That's got to right. go back to work and your, your child is not quite ready for that's kindergarten, right. you, you, you drop them off at right. the daycare center. And that's a big problem. People, I, I was only able to work one and a half days right. a week yeah. for all that time, uh-huh. which means my bills were going through the roof. Right. And that's what a lot of people experience when they're not able to go to work. So if you have daycare available, if you have care in the home, then you're able to go to work. And so you don't have that one piece of it. And are these daycare centers available across the Hudson Valley? because our Hudson Valley Talk Radio signal goes right from Albany down to yeah. Tappan Zee Bridge. The good news is that I'm a member of the New York State Caregiver and Respite Coalition, and their website very shortly will have all the places available in the entire state for where you can have either the daycare centers or some kind of respite where right. you would be able to, like some people have to go to family reunions. Mm-hmm. And so there are places that you can bring your loved one for a week or a weekend. And uh-huh. those are respite centers and they can stay there for a couple of days while you go off to the family reunion or to the wedding or to the birth of a new grandchild. Right. Why don't you give us that website and folks at home, get a pencil of paper. We will repeat it uh, during the second half yeah. of the show. Uh, on caregiveraccess.org, right. you can find all the things that I've just mentioned. So okay. you can find the New York State website. You mm-hmm. can find the all the government websites. You can find all the local nursing homes and assisted living homes, adult daycare. They're all listed on Caregiver Access. So it's in the directory of contacts. And that's one big word, caregiveraccess.org. And yes. folks at home, like I said, get a pencil and paper. We will repeat that in the second half of the yeah. show. My guest is uh, Christine Sotmary, a Rotarian and an executive director of Caregiver Access. And she's talking about folks who uh, are at home helping out a spouse or a parent or a grandchild or, you know, any family member where you're the primary caregiver. And, you know, the the idea is that that caregiver has to maintain both their physical and mental health, not wear themselves out, because if they wear themselves out, they're not there for their loved one. Mm -hmm. And I I guess um, my question is, what kind of uh, suggestions do you have to, to these folks to make sure they're taking care of themselves both mentally and physically and letting off some steam and, and not becoming coming so consumed that it's detrimental to them and to the uh, person who needs their help. Yeah. One of the most important things for caregivers is to avoid what is being called caregiver syndrome. 
And caregiver syndrome is when you're completely isolated and that you think you have to do all, like you said before, you right. have to do this all alone. Right. So what the, the antidote for that, the medicine for that is to stay connected. So what we've done is we've created a lot of programs where the caregivers can come. I call them family wellness workshops mm-hmm. and the caregivers can come. The first half of the workshop, they can discuss all the things that are on their mind and brainstorm and, and get solutions to some of their problems because dementia is a big problem. But there are other problems like the mental illness and addiction. So we talk about all of it. And then what happens in the second half is they'll actually have a chance to maybe do a little meditation, a little Tai Chi, something that will relax them. Right. And the way we know it's working is because by the end of a session, which is only an hour long, so if they could come out one hour a month, the participants actually look about 10 years younger. Is that right? I mean, you can just see their complexion changes. There's a twinkle in their eyes. And I'm not sure which piece of it is what they have benefited by, but definitely that's the that's the experience that you well, can... Well, that's, that's just terrific. And I, and I think the folks at home who are listening who are in this, in, in this situation as a caregiver have to understand that they shouldn't feel guilty if they get this uh, relief, mm-hmm. even for a day or half right. a day. Uh, I know one situation that where um, I would go in and visit a relative who uh, had the beginning stages of Alzheimer's, and the caregiver didn't want to leave. I mm-hmm. said, well, it's no right. sense you watching That's me right. playing, you know, That's right. hearts with with him, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, we're going to sit down and watch a comedy movie, yes. you know. Yeah. You know, get out of the house. Yes. Go with my wife. Go. Go shopping. Yeah. Go and have a cup of tea. Go to a movie. Get out. Yeah. So, you know, folks, well, you, take advantage of this. You were witnessing caregiver syndrome. Yeah. Because in any other circumstance, if it wasn't caregiving you would almost consider that a mental illness, that somebody Mm -hmm. is so obsessed with their situation that they cannot leave. That would almost be obsessive-compulsive disease, but it's not. In caregiving, it becomes caregiver syndrome, and so there's this excess devotion to the role of caregiver. What I suggest is not necessarily the people that we're speaking to in the audience right now who are the caregivers. I would like to speak to the people in the audience who are the relatives of the caregivers. You know, we'll do that in just a moment, but first, let me remind our listeners, they're in tune with Radio Rotary on Hudson Valley Talk Radio and Around the World by podcast on iTunes and at www.radiorotary.org. My name is Jonah Trebois, and my co-host, lovely Sarah O'Connell, is away this week, but I'm privileged to have as my guest here in the studio, Rotarian Christine Sotmary, executive director of caregiver access and we're talking about care for caregivers and what caregivers need to know and radio rotary is brought to us this week by rotary international rotary district 7210 and the rotary clubs of arlington poughkeepsie brewster cairo congress valley cottage fishkill goshen highland hyde park kinderhook tri village kingston and kingston sunrise and we'll be back with more of radio rotary after these important messages in 1985 while polio was paralyzing 1,000 children a day Rotary International committed to a goal, a goal of ending polio worldwide. Very soon now, after contributing nearly $600 million and immunizing over 2 billion children, the goal will be achieved. Eradicating polio worldwide. That is humanity in motion. That is Rotary. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. 
What would you do if a friend, coworker, or a loved one collapsed? Calling 911 alone will not be enough. Over 1,000 people a day die from sudden cardiac arrest. Many can be saved with early intervention. HealthSave offers CPR courses on a daily basis at our facility in Rockland County. We'll come to your home or business if you prefer. Call us toll-free at 877-277-6233. That's 877-277-6233. Or visit our website at healthsave.com. That's H-E-A-L-T-H-S-A-V dot com. Leave the E off of save for emergencies. CPR training is for everyone. Learn CPR. Become a lifesaver. Do you want to make a difference in the world? Now you can by participating in Rotary International's Peace Fellowship Program. If you live or work in the Hudson Valley, you too can be part of the next generation of peace leaders. You can earn a master's degree or a professional certificate in peace and conflict studies at one of seven Rotary Peace Centers in the United States or around the world. To learn more about this program, call Bill Bassett before April 1st at 845-361-4732. That's 361-4732. Hudson Valley Talk Radio and online at HudsonValleyTalkRadio.com. Welcome back to Radio Rotary on Hudson Valley Talk Radio. My name is Jonah Trebowasser. You're in tune with Radio Rotary. And my very special guest is Rotarian Christine Sotmary, Executive Director of Caregiver Access. And we're talking about care for caregivers and what caregivers should know. And Christine, for those who joined us late, just remind us, what is a caregiver again? A caregiver is basically, the primary caregiver is someone who's either living with the person that they're caring for right. or responsible for all their medical and financial decisions and, and are on the phone every day. That's the primary caregiver. Then there's a whole circle of secondary caregivers that are also in touch with the person, but they just may not be doing the day in and day out uh, the tasks. But right. they're, they're just as worried, and, that's, and they're yeah. just as guilty. Yeah. So the secondary <laughs> caregivers also have a burden that they you know, experience. Right. And, this. and what we're trying to do is convince people that uh, even though you may feel this is a 24-7 job, uh, that you're not alone. There is help out there. There is There are resources out there. And you need to take care of yourself, folks mm-hmm. at home, uh, not just taking care of your husband and your wife. And I realize it's easy for me to say here at the other end of a micro- radio microphone, but you got to take care of yourself both mentally and physically mm-hmm. and reach out to people like uh, Christine Sotmary and her organization. Uh, to get some help. And you had a website, and folks at home, grab that pencil and paper. We're going to talk about the website that uh, you should go on to get uh, some of these resources. So it's caregiveraccess.org. It's all one word. Right. And what's there basically are all the contacts of the things that we've mentioned, which is the governmental agencies and the different levels of care that you can uh, think about for your loved one. Um, But even if you need your car fixed, if you need to have your dog walk, there are all sorts of services there that you can tap into. A lot of them give free initial consultations. So even a financial planner might say, well, meet with me for an hour and we'll go over your situation. So don't feel like you have to spend a lot of money at first. Um, And then what I've done is I've actually tapped into all the national organizations. I'm a little unusual in the fact that I work with all caregivers. Okay. So that means your loved one may have diabetes. Right. Or your neighbor may have had a stroke. Or your child may have autism or special needs at school. All of those issues are covered by caregiver access. So what I did is I went, it's under conditions, and what I did is I went to all the national organizations and basically said to them, what do you have for the families? Mm-hmm. What do you have for the caregivers? So when you click on those links, you're not learning about the patient, you're learning about what's available to you, the caregiver. Now, Christine uh, Sotmary, uh, when we talk about caregivers and, and reaching out for help, um, 
sometimes, you know, a lot of this is going to be elderly people, an elderly spouse taking care of a, a spouse that they've been married to for 40 or 50 years. And there may be some, like, physically demanding tasks, you know, get, getting somebody out of bed physically demanding. Um, are you able to uh, offer uh, services like uh, pointing people in the right direction for uh, mechanical devices that might help, help somebody get out of bed or, or you know, uh, uh, retrofitting a, a bathroom to, to help yeah. people like that? We can do even better than that. Oh, tell us. <laughs> There's this company called Teleboomer, and they're listed on Caregiver Access. And what they'll do is have things, because falls are a very big issue right. when you talk about the elderly, but also if someone's frail or weak limb, they call mm-hmm. it. So that would be like uh, multiple sclerosis, something like that. Yeah. Um, when you get out of bed, as soon as your foot touches the ground, the entire pathway to the bathroom lights up. Wow. Or if you are worried about whether the person that you're caring for is taking their medication, they'll actually have monitors that will say whether the medicine cabinet was open the right amount no of time kidding. at the right time of the day, maybe was open too many times, are they taking too much medication, or even the pill boxes can be wired up. And so then what happens, you as the, the caregiver, you might be at work, you'll get an email saying, something's up, call your mom, reminder to take her medicine, that kind of thing. So there's all sorts, and there's also brain exercises that people can do to keep their themselves mentally fit and that's for the patient but it's also for the caregiver you know that you can kind of get a little stress management going with just you know focusing on some fun games but it's actually helping you uh, keep sharp and and uh, that's one of the problems I think with caregivers what about counseling for caregivers you know you, you often hear somebody who's in a long-term marriage and uh, or any kind of long-term relationship, and the person has Alzheimer's, and they say, I will never put them in a nursing home. Yes. Never put them in a nursing home. And they kill themselves trying to do what the nursing home would do or, or a senior right. uh, yeah. uh, a care place would do. And you know, the poor patient it doesn't understand where or how where they are, and they don't know if it's their loved one taking care of them or a professional. Mm-hmm. Is that something you get involved in, or is that too dicey? Uh, no, that uh, it's under case management and okay. emotional support. Yeah. So that there are questionnaires on the website that you you would take with you to a social worker. And they would help, you know, kind of iron out all these different things and say, you know, are you going above and beyond what's really safe for the person? Because right. sometimes people keep people home and they're really not safe at home mm-hmm. or the work or you're not safe as a caregiver because lifting, right. you might hurt your back. Right. There's all sorts. You're not sleeping anymore. So all those things. So a social worker. So there's and there's also a glossary of terms for all the different areas. So in social work, you may not even know what to ask. You may not even know when someone discusses what the solutions yeah. are. You may not know those terms terms yet. And so then there's a glossary of terms that can help you. And do you have people that visit the home and, and try and make suggestions right there? Or, yep, or absolutely. And that's, that's in that, that area. So ca- look under case management and emotional support. There are also financial issues. There are also legal issues. There are also medical issues. So the poor caregiver has so many jobs that right. they have to kind of get ahead of. So at least with caregiver access, there's a little bit, of, it's all in one place. There's a little bit of help with some of that. Well, that's a tremendous service that you have uh, brought to the public by putting it all under one roof at caregiveraccess.org. Mm-hmm. Or, okay. And uh, service above self, of course, is the motto of Rotary. And you are a Rotarian. What club do you belong to? Uh, the Peekskill Rotary. And Christine Sotmaria, uh, how long have you been a Rotarian at uh, Peekskill? Four years. All right. Yeah. And where does your club meet? 
Uh, we meet at the Cortland Colonial, and that's um, uh, it's right outside of Peekskill. Okay. And it's on Thursdays, uh, twelve fifteen are the the meetings, and so um, it's a great group, very we, a very large group too. We have almost eighty members. That's so it's great. And very if, my, active. if my co-host uh, Sarah O'Connell was here, she'd say, "How's the food?" <laughs> it's good. <laughs> and for those of you who uh, who want to join the service, the fun, and the fellowship of Rotary, and you're not near the Peekskill area, you can go to Rotary.org. R-O-T-A-R-Y.org. Click on the club location button, type in your hometown and find out where your local Rotary Club meets. Come and join us for a meal and join the fun, the fellowship, and the service. And you can meet wonderful people like Rotarian Christine Sotmary, who is Executive Director of the Caregiver Access. And we're talking about care for caregivers and what caregivers should know. If you had every caregiver who was out there listening this morning on Hudson Valley Talk Radio, if you had them in a room and you were sitting down over that second cup of coffee, what's the number one thing you want to get across to them? That there is help out there in terms of giving them a break, that there are people, like we have a program with the Peekskill Rotary and the local Interact in the high school, that the high school kids are going to help caregivers mow their lawn, do their laundry, oh, that's great. go shopping for them, whatever they need, and we're matching the appropriate. So we'll have two kids go to a caregiver's house and match up the needs. And so that kind of thing, uh, how would a caregiver know that? So the fact that, and and we're actually saying that the, the high school kid is now going to learn a new profession possibly because they didn't even know caregivers that existed. They didn't know what their lifestyle, so the caregiver can actually teach these kids yeah. about all their needs and say, this is something they may want to look into going a career like elder lawyer or a financial planner like all the things related to caregiving so the caregiver will describe what their life or is like nursing, it's perfect yeah nursing geriatric position all of it yeah. and we should let people know that interact is our high school uh, rotary club yes and they're just as committed to service above self as the older Rotarians, and I'm talking myself now because Christine Sotmary is younger than springtime. She's a very energetic young lady. She's executive director of Caregiver Access, and uh, this is a terrific program you've got. Um, let's talk a little bit just for a second about uh, some of the concerns of people who are not directly one-on-one with the, uh, the patient or the person who needs care, but the children, the adult children, the people on the West Coast. Um, Maybe we need to get get people sensitized to you know calling up mom once a week and say how's dad you know are you doing this are you doing that are you doing that you know they don't need to be nagged they need to be helped right. what what would you suggest well, I, about that I would actually say like if the mom is taking care of the dad yeah. I would caregivers constantly complain about it. nobody asks about them. Yeah. Because the patient is so dramatic, especially with Alzheimer's right. or if they've had a stroke or behavioral issues, they're very dramatic. Mm-hmm. But to ask about the person and then what happens usually is that the caregiver will say they're fine. Yeah. So what I do as a facilitator for some of the groups, well, what do you mean by fine? Right. And then as soon as you start opening doors, then the caregiver starts telling their story and different th- experiences right. that they've been through. And and caregiving really is a complex thing. So you can also expect that they've had some wonderful, funny moments with the person that they're caring for. It's not always a burden or a tragedy. Right. Sometimes there are things like the purpose in your life. I mean, how many of us really can name the purpose in our life? And most caregivers can say, I know what I'm doing every day. Yeah. You know, they know what the reason that they get up in the morning and so, um, so, so to be able to talk about that and to share some of that. So, so that, so really to get a conversation going with the caregiver, and it could be nonsense. It could be about movies. It could be about who won the Golden Globes. But that caregiver needs as much attention, if not more, than the patient. And people need to understand that. And, and probably the greatest gift you can give 
for birthday, Christmas, Hanukkah, is to go there and help out. Yeah. Just give them a couple hours off. Yeah. Yep. That's a yep. tremendous gift. Yeah. So uh, Christine Sotmary, Executive Director of Caregiver Access and a Rotarian, uh, please give us that website one more time before we say goodbye. Okay. It's caregiveraccess.org. Christine, thank you so much for joining us on Radio Rotary, and thank you for what you're doing for people out there. That's yeah. terrific. Yeah, thank you for what you're doing. <laughs> well, it's my pleasure, and we'd like to thank the following people for bringing us Radio Rotary this week. We're sponsored by Rotary International, Rotary District 7210, and the Rotary Clubs of Middletown, Millbrook, Newburgh, New City, New Paltz, North Rockland, Pleasant Valley, Port Jervis, my home club of Red Hook High Guys, Rhinebeck, and Southern Ulster. This is Jonah Trebowasser thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next Friday morning at 9 for another edition of Radio Rotary, exclusively on Hudson Valley Talk Radio. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel. CPAPC is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown, New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845-692-9500 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, your essential partner in business.